The Stage Door Show. Celebrating the independent artist. With your host, Dave Hondell. Hi everyone, welcome to The Stage Door Show tonight. This is Dave Hondell. Uh, tonight, you know, we have a terrific actress on the show that's been seen in film and TV across the UK and Sweden, uh, including works like The Bait, Humans, and BBC's Life in Squares. And now she's starring in the upcoming feature film, The Little Mermaid, uh, opposite Mike Markoff, who's a friend of our show, of course. Uh, so please welcome to the show, Lydia Helen. So uh, thank you for joining us, Lydia. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, you know, so getting into this uh, new feature film that you're in, uh, The Little Mermaid, um, you know, this is not your children's variety, Little Mermaid. Uh, I saw the trailer and it's amazing. Can't wait for, the, for this to come out and see it. But um, kind of talk to us a little bit about this Little Mermaid that you're in. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it's definitely not for kids. So don't show it to your children. <laughs> so, oh, the Little Mermaid. Yeah, I, I know that. That's di- No, no, honestly, do not show your children. It's definitely not, he, not PG. So, um, yeah, just start off a little disclaimer. Don't show it to your kids. Um, <laughs> it is, it's a bit of a mix of genres. Um, so I would say it's a little bit of horror. You've got kind of thriller elements in there. You've got some sort of romance. So it's a real, it's a real mix and kind of a little bit of dark fairy tale as well. Um, I would describe it as the Little Mermaid meets Lovecraft. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> unexpected twist. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now I know. Um, watching obviously the the trailer, there's a lot of water elements. So, are are you? Did you do a lot of your swimming, or did you have a stunt swimmer, or are you? I, just well, I did. I had a I had a stunt bubble. She's she's wonderful. She's called um, Veronica Shelby, and she's from LA. Oh, okay. And she's a professional mermaid. Um, so she's very very cool. Um, and but I did do. I was very much prepared to go in doing absolutely everything myself. Um, I'm very much like quite gung ho with with roles. You know, I'm just like, yeah, get, put me on the horse, like put me put me in the water. You know, I was like, yeah, just throw me in the sea with a tail, and hopefully, I well, I won't sink. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So I, I we had two tails. Um, one was silicone, and one was a neoprene, like a wetsuit with um, scales. So we went out on the Sunday, we went to this cove in because we were filming in St. Kitts in the Caribbean. And um, you know, it's so funny, like these silicone tails, they're, they're so ridiculous. Like you have to lube yourself up with coconut oil before you go in. Oh wow. Um, but Veronica actually said, you know what's even better than coconut oil is like sex lube. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So we went to the um the supermarket and you know we we were like looking looking for the lube aisle and we couldn't find it so we had to ask some poor you know <laughs> unsuspecting assistant like do you know where the lube oil is just these two redheads like giggling like do you where the lube oil <laughs> so funny <laughs> so, um, so yeah so she had to lube me up and get me in the tail. And, uh... <laughs> well, talk a little bit about the story of of uh, the Little Mermaid. I mean, I know this. I believe it's based on the book or loosely based on the book, um, the original book. So yeah. talk a little bit about it. I mean, is it, is it, um, I know, I know it, it's a lot of genres involved, but there, there's a lot of scenes on land as well. Right. I don't, I don't want to give too much away, but is that, is that, uh, you know, kind of takes place in both, both land and, and water. It does. Yeah. So, um, it's, 
very much inspired by the original Hans Christian Andersen, like the Danish fairy tale, um, which is very dark, actually, yeah. <laughs> really original. You know, in the original, she um, she wants to get legs, so, you know, she sells her voice, and that, that bit's all the same as the Disney. Um, but the, the caveat is, instead of kissing Prince Eric, she has to stab him. She has to kill him with this special knife wow. to keep her legs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she ends up actually not doing it and then kind of jumping into the sea and like turning into a, an angel. It's it get a little bit yeah. weird. But um, yeah, this this one's kind of does draw on that a little bit more with the sort of the sinister elements and the the mermaid coming to land and you know having a, an ulterior motive, shall we say, in why she's there and, and why she has to um, gain the trust of this this human man is Eric. So talk about the audition process of this film. I mean, uh, you know, I, I understand this is your first starring uh, role in a, in a feature film. So talk about the audition process that you had to go through and, and how you ended up getting this role. Um, it was all quite a surprise actually, because I sent my audition tape in and, you know, as, as is quite often with these things, you try to just, send your audition in and forget about it because if you you know if you think about it too much then if you don't get it you you will be a little bit disappointed so sort of vied it off completely forgot about it and then i just got this email saying yeah we want to give you the role can you fly to the caribbean next week and i was like holy oh, shit wow <laughs> just like that just, honestly just like that and then you know in a, in a week i was in in the caribbean shooting this this film and it wow. was so surreal honestly. that's amazing what what a story typically you see you know multiple callbacks and you know flying to la and wherever yeah wow that that's amazing uh you know and then i noticed that you trained uh in in north london you know you went to a performing arts uh center uh took acting singing and and you know dance and that type of thing but you know what in your experience because like, I, I know you you know you've been all over the place and uh even sweden and you know and and um you know what do you think the training you know when you, when you have uh training in in the uk or in london does it tend to be more of a classical type training uh for acting um you know maybe I, i'm overthinking this a little bit but is the training vary from place to place that you might take it i think we do have we do have a an emphasis on on the classics in in the UK definitely. So, um, even in schools you study Shakespeare, even even not in drama and English. Um, so you study a lot of Shakespeare in school, um, and then you know if you're in drama school, um, you know from the ages eighteen to you know twenty three or whatever, that's it's all very based on you know Chekhov and you've got the Shakespeare and um, you know Tennessee audience and stuff. But we we do have kind of a more of a European focus, I'd say. Um, but I didn't attend drama school as an adult. I, I very much trained as a as a child. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot of improvisation, actually, a lot of um, musicals. I did a lot of musical theatre. And um, so the Shakespeare that I studied was mainly extracurricular play, plays. I did do a few Shakespeare plays, but it's kind of in my in my own time, in my extracurricular time. Um, yeah. Well, you've you've also gotten uh, training, private training from Carolyn Pickles, who you know people remember her from uh, Harry Potter, Deathly yeah. Hollows, and you know um, Broadchurch and so forth. You know, so how was that taking 
private lessons from somebody like that. I mean, that must have been just um, incredibly great for your career, but also, you know, intimidating somewhat, I would imagine. <laughs> well, she actually lived, um, she lived opposite me. So she was my neighbor. Uh, really? Yeah, she was my neighbor. So um, oh, wow. you know, I just knew her. I was like, oh, yes, Carolyn. And she's absolutely she's so sweet, so, such a lovely woman and so talented. So um, oh. I would literally just, you know, pop if I had an audition when I was, because I was um, a professional actress when I was a kid, I'd just pop across the road and she'd like coach me. So it was great. <laughs> well, so so you, you did a lot of work when you were a child. How was that? Because I know they, they, they typically talk about people, you know, kids that have been in the limelight or in, in shows and TV and film as a child um, sometimes have have you know problems growing up or they, they don't you know interact with other you know kids well or whatever because they, they've been kind of put from set to set to set and you know but i i think you know i think that's to me that's that's kind of false i mean it, it might happen like that you might hear about things like that but everybody i've talked to on the show that i've had as a guest you know have had nothing but great experiences as a child actor so i mean what was your experience like um I mean, it was it was really fun. So I, I think I had my first agent when I was eight. Wow. Um, so I guess that is quite young. Um, but it was a lot of just going to lots of auditions, and I suppose the only thing is when you're a ch when you're a child, you a good thing is you still have that you know boundless imagination, and you still have the you know you're not you don't have the inhibitions, so you you're really going for it, and you can draw on that kind of like playing pretend type magic that we all try to capture as adults now. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think another thing is you don't really have the real life kind of experiences and the maturity to like channel all these really intense kind of scenes that you're yeah. thrown at you. So I think you're tr sort of trying to, to do something that's quite difficult for a child, um, especially if you're doing the heavier stuff. Um, so bit of a mixed bag really and you know being rejected so much when you're a kid is uh yeah it's a little bit a little bit difficult when you don't have the the reference points of knowing that you will get booked someday yeah that's good that's well said uh you know the other thing is um you know we always ask you know our, our guests to give advice to some of our newer um you know artists out there whether they're singers actors you know whatever they do um and you know i suppose as a child actor i mean this is a great you're a great you know, person to ask this question, but you know, for somebody that's young that wants to get into theater or regional theater, like you said, you hear no a lot more than you hear yes. Uh, so somebody getting into acting and what kind of advice can you give somebody that's maybe younger, that's, that's wants to make this a career, but hasn't really experienced the reality of it yet? Um, I think that like staying quite staying quite grounded and keeping it almost separate, I think is maybe a good way to go. So you have, um, you know, you have your, your acting life and your professional gigs that you're doing in your auditions, but then, you know, also have, keep your friends that aren't in that environment and sort of have other things that you do. Like, say if you play a sport or an instrument or um, have any other hobbies, keep, honestly, keep them up. I think that will, A, just be, something like a little bit of a break and a little bit of an escape from from acting um if you ever tire of it but also these skills really come in handy if you become an adult actor because you can say oh yeah i can ride a horse or oh i was you know the the fencing captain of my high school 
varsity team or whatever. I don't really know what varsity means, but (laughs) 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 or you can say, oh yeah, no, I I play the clarinet or, you know, whatever. So these skills will make you a well-rounded individual, but then also like they're quite useful when you get further down the line. Yeah, for sure. To being well-rounded, that's a great advice. Um, That's one of the things that, that I always taught my kids too, you know, and when they're acting, you know, always keep your side stuff too, you know, it makes you all around and makes you, you know, I, I guess more attractive, I guess, to a director or casting director, if you can do other things like that. So that's, that's great advice. Uh, the other thing I want to ask you about is, is you spend time in Sweden as well. I mean, you're, you know, between, you know, London and Sweden. And so how did the, the Swedish, uh, how did that come up? I mean, how, how, how did you do work in both places, I guess? Um, so the, the way I went lived in Sweden was was quite a bit of a weird one actually. I uh, I was shooting a kind of a con like a concept. What do you call it? A sizzle reel for a feature film. Oh sure. When you you film a few scenes, um. So I got this job in March 2020. So we all know what happened in March 2020. Right. Um. Yeah. So I I was kind of hearing whispers of COVID. Um. I just done a concert with the Pet Shop Boys, which was fun. But I remember doing that, and then we were hearing about COVID, and we were like, "Oh shit! Like, <laughs> is this? It's fine. It's not going to be a pandemic. Like, that's ridiculous." And yeah. we we're all going to finish it off. Um, and then I went to Sweden, and I went down into the south to do this film in this really weird. Actually, it's called High High Chaparral, and it's a an a Western themed amusement park just in the middle of the swedish wilderness oh wow really weird. interesting yeah really, it's just completely <laughs> random it's like it's been you know picked up from texas and just like so we were just out here in, or out there in this very remote um western theme park and we were hearing reports that they were going to shut down stockholm and they weren't going to let anyone back in so I was like, oh my God, am I am I just gonna be stuck in this weird alternate West world forever? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um and then everyone told me that the UK was a shit show and not to come yeah. back. So you um, stayed, yeah. I just I just I stayed and then became a resident and I kind of just never never came back. Well, I came back a year later yeah wow that's great yeah i i've i've always uh you know sweden uh being from minnesota myself you know there's a lot of uh a lot of uh, friends and family that have that have relatives from sweden norway <laughs> scandinavia so yeah a lot of swedish friends <laughs> have you visited Dave? i've never been no and matter of fact i've never been overseas believe it or not i've been to 48 states but i haven't been overseas <laughs> I mean, to be fair, America's pretty big and you've got yeah. so many different terrains that you kind of don't need to leave. Yeah, but I, I'd like to go overseas sometime. <laughs> but yeah, definitely I'm Scandinavia. Sweden, yeah, <laughs> definitely but, Sweden. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk a little bit about um, besides the advice that you that you just gave is, you know, when you're on set, what's your process like? Because, you know, we have a lot of actors that, that listen. And what's your process like when you get on the set? Because I know you're trying to get into a character. Typically, you've seen the sides or the, you know, the script beforehand, maybe the night before or the day before or whatever. So, like, how do you get yourself into that uh, type of space so that you can, once they hit, you know, action, you know, you're you're right there? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think... 
I like to do a lot of prep. I mean, even before the filming starts. So usually start with, you know, reading the script through and then I like to print out my script and I'm, I'm a big note taker. So I like to take a lot of notes, a lot of character notes. Um, and then, you know, thinking about the physicality and how they're walking around and how they're, you know, how they would move and how they talk, things like that. And then I, I love, love to rehearse. So what was wonderful about working with Mike actually is um, he was very, very open to rehearsing, um, which is great, maybe because he comes from the theatre background and um, he likes rehearsals as well. But, you know, as soon as we got there, we were, you know, going through and reading our scenes and um, sort of finding, finding the moments, but then also letting them play out organic, organically. Yeah. Um, so kind of by the time that we both got onto the set, you know, we kind of knew what we both wanted to bring to the scene and um, sort of how we wanted it to play out roughly, but then we still had that last bit of spontaneity that we could kind of um, draw on when action was called. <laughs> yeah, right. And that was a really nice process during this film. You know, all the stuff that you've done, I mean, you, you talked about doing work when you were eight years old even. You know, out of all those years of doing um, doing this type of work, you know, do you have that one memory that, that you look upon and, and smile every time you think about it? What was that one uh, big moment in this career of yours that uh, that makes you smile? <laughs> oh, you mean th like the whole thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I honestly, just my most my most recent stuff. I, I I've loved the last two projects I've done, which say so The Little Mermaid, and then um, I did a short film set in the 1920s, and that was. Just, so lovely because it was like kind of an ensemble piece and you know we were all like screaming cockney accents and it was just so much fun <laughs> and, um that was wonderful and then the little moment i mean it's it's a real career defining film and, and not just because it's my first lead role but because i got to work with all these amazing people you know all these la dudes and like they're so <laughs> my boys and they're so sweet and you know got to Work with Mike and and with with Lee Scott, who's amazing, and filming in the Caribbean and just you know swimming around in the sea, getting to be a mermaid, having fangs like it was just so. I had, I had to literally pinch myself. So I was just like, this is so <laughs> cool. My five year old self would be yeah. screaming happiness, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed some of the some of the training that you've had dancing. I mean, you you tra trained in the Charleston, the jive tap, Lindy Hop. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, elements of dance that you've taken, and I mean, this is kind of uh, off the beaten path for a lot of people that take dance training. Uh, so, how did you get into that type of dance training? And is that was because it's pretty specialized stuff? Oh God, yeah, no, it's 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 very uh, very niche. Um, so. I did train in most of the styles when I was a kid, but I, I actually was really bad. Um, even, you know, to the point where my, my parents would come and see me perform and I'd like run up to them and be like, Oh, how did I do? And they just say, yeah, yeah, you tried your best. <laughs> you did your best. But I just wasn't very good. I just wasn't very, I was okay at ballet ish, but then <laughs> I would have crap at everything else. And honestly, it was embarrassing. Oh no. Um, so dancing, you know, it was always the acting for me and then dancing, I was like, yeah, this is 
I suck. <laughs> so, um, so and then when I was eight, so I actually kind of quit acting, didn't quit, but I took a break when I was about 16. Yeah. And I went to art school and then I discovered Lindy Hop just completely randomly. I think I was at a nightclub and I met some people who did it and I thought it was cool. So I started taking classes. Um, and I just really got quite enamored with it. You know, the, the music, you know, the, the swing jazz and um, going out to these dance evenings as an 18 year old. It's just all very exciting. And um, yeah, I went, I went all in really. And I, I did it professionally for about eight years. Um, kind of took me all over the world really. So it was wonderful. <laughs> wow. That's great. Yeah, fantastic. What's your favorite part when traveling the world? What's your favorite uh, part of the world that you've seen so far? Oh God. Hmm. Unrelated, but I really love Japan, but I didn't dance in Japan. Um, it's funny you should mention Japan because, uh, my wife wants to go to Japan with me and, and that's, oh, yeah. we just talked about it yesterday. In fact, it's funny you should mention that. So yeah, that's, that's the one place we want to go. <laughs> no, honestly, it's worth it. The food, yeah. the food is amazing. It's just beautiful. It's so clean. And that's what I heard. yeah, wow. so you're going to go, you're going to go to Japan and then you're going to go to Sweden and then, yeah. I definitely, yeah, for sure. <laughs> definitely want to go. I, I have to get overseas sometime before, before it's too late. Um, so the other thing I want to, I always ask everybody this question, but uh, you know, when it's all said and done, um, you know, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want people to think about when they think of Lydia Helen? Ooh, um, I think on a personal level, I, I would love to be, known for just playing very interesting roles and different roles too. Um, I think I'd love to be somewhat of a chameleon, uh, you know, kind of playing a, a broad range of things and, you know, not being afraid to play like vi villainous or scummy characters uh, or, you know, fantasy creatures or, or robots, you know, just this very wide range of, of, of characters. I would love, I would love that because, I think acting is really living out a huge amount of fantasies, isn't it? You know, at, at its core, it's just playing, playing pretend and playing make believe and, and getting paid for it. And it's just completely insane that we do, we get paid to do it really. For sure. So I think that's the kind of career I would love to lead. Um, and then I know that film and t television can be a really big escape for people. I know it is for me and I love films, you know, I love Lord of the Rings. That's like my ultimate escape. And sure, me too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> my faith. But you know, if I can provide that sort of escapism for someone um by connecting to a, a character that I've played, I mean that's that's really it. That's the magic. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh you know, the, the little mermaid. So what is the plan for the for the movie? I I mean, where where can uh, people see it do we have a release date yet or is it still to be determined uh yeah it's still to be determined i think currently they are looking to you know see who's interested in terms of distribution so um they'll probably be doing that at can which i will be attending i'm attending can this amazing year. wow <laughs> maybe i'll that have was... some more information after i go to can <laughs> sounds good well if you do report back to us because we can't wait 
to uh, get that information out to our listeners and it's um, a good film it's it's gonna it's a fun it's just a fun fun sexy dangerous cool mermaid film (laughs) we can't we can't wait to see it for sure um you know, Lydia, I just thank, thank you so much for being on the show. I, I know it's probably in the middle of the night there, so I appreciate it. It is, but I'm a night owl. So you are. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. And yeah. it's my first podcast interview. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, great. Well, wow, yeah. I'm flattered. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for being on the show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- you're always welcome on the show, Lydia. And it's just been a wonderful conversation and um, wish you nothing but the best of luck. Uh, with your career and uh again the best with the with the movie and again report back to us from can uh we can't wait to uh to hear about that and uh you know again uh always welcome back on the show and thank you for taking the time thank you so much for having me dave it's been an absolute pleasure